Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Marquita Johnson. She is the Millennial Date Coach, and she's also a graduate of Mercer University with a Master's in Science and Community Counseling and also a Master in Divinity. Marquita received her undergraduate degree from Georgia State University in Psychology and Sociology. She, like myself, is a licensed professional counselor. She's in Georgia. She's nationally certified. She's board certified, and she's also a telehealth mental counselor. She is currently pursuing her doctoral degree in counselor education and supervision. Marquita helps empower millennials in relationships and have the relationship of their reality. So today we're going to be talking about millennials and dating, and I can't wait to dig into this conversation with Marquita, uh, better known as the Millennial Date Coach. So how do millennials meet? That's the very first question I have for you. Well, Connie, I'm sure, you know, everyone knows by now as millennials have um, changed the dating scene, changed the dating game, like it's no longer um, the same. And it never will be, uh, for that matter. Uh, Millennials often meet online. You know, of course, that's how they engage in life. A lot of what they do is online because they see themselves as an extension um, of technology. So technology is very integrated in their everyday life. Um, Most of them have now not known a day without technology. So I'm kind of on millennial-ish. And so um, I'm on that very, very end uh, of that spectrum. But I've gone days, you know, obviously without technology. And so others have too. So millennials often meet online, but they also meet in spaces um, where they are working, going to school, you know, doing things of that sort, hanging out. So they're not... um, they're not like um, foregoing meeting in real life, but, you know, the primary way that they connect is online. Okay. So it sounds like that's their preference, would you say? Well, I don't necessarily know if it's their preference. I think it's just, you know, what has happened to their generation. So a lot of it has been forced upon them in some ways. And we'll kind of get into like how that has led to dating concerns and problems and not really having a solid foundation for dating for a lot of them. Because I think they've been kind of forced to do it actually um, beginning. And now that it's so much a part of their world, it's like, well, how do how do I meet or approach somebody in real life if that's not something that I am used to? I wonder, are they afraid to meet people? Mm, Yeah, we're getting into some of those questions um, where millennials are one of the highest reported groups that experience anxiety. And we may ask ourselves, you know, what's that about? But when you think about it growing up, I know for myself growing up, I'll just, you know, speak for myself. and growing up, like we were socialized to like talk in front of um, audiences, even if you were shy, nervous, like I'm shy, I'm an introvert by nature, but um, I'm extroverted in the things that I love. But we were kind of 
forced into those, un, you know, awkward situations to where we had to like blossom and grow and learn how to communicate effectively. But for millennials, they have, a lot of them have uh, not had to do that. Like that hasn't been a part of their lives. And so they have become very comfortable with the online setting, but which can be a disadvantage when things do move from online to offline because you can't have a relationship online forever. And so what happens when it does move offline and you are having those awkward moments, you're stumbling over your words, you're having those butterflies or you don't know what to talk about or, you know, so having to normalize that as a part of the process of getting to know someone. Okay. And so with that being said, I wonder what their, their mindset is. How do they actually approach dating? Because I've spoken to some millennials and, and, and they'll say things like, we don't date. Yeah. <laughs> what does that yeah. Mean? Well, you know, a part of that is because they have also grown up and watched their parents and watched people around them have relationships that they were like, I do not want to, if that's what a relationship looks like, I'm going in the opposite direction because I definitely know I don't want that. And so for a lot of them, they've said that like, I don't want the relationship that my parents had or, you know, people that I've observed growing up. And so now the mindset is, well, how do I create a relationship? Like if I don't have the blueprint? So a lot of them were struggling with that. And, and that's kind of how the coaching started. It wasn't something that I was just like, oh, me, me, me. Like, please let me do this. Um, because a, a part of us, we're intrigued by relationships. But the other part of us, we're also is loathing. <laughs> It's like a love-hate relationship, essentially. Like, we're very interested. Everyone loves talking about relationships. But when it really comes down to it, people don't really want to do the work that's involved with keeping a healthy relationship. Like, we like the um, changing our relationship status. We like to be in a relationship. But really what that entails for a lot of individuals in general, but especially millennials, it's, it's too complicated. Like, it complicates things. So... What I like to do is empower them, though, with tools and resources so they don't feel like um, relationships have to be like um, something uh, complicated or stressful, like it can be fun and exciting and enjoyable. Yeah, a lot of. So once again, a lot of millennials, um, particularly female millennials, will say things like, oh, this person ghosted me. Um, this person love bombed me, this person right. um, pretended to be something online. And then when I met them, it was like, no, that's not right. the thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. Like there's bread crumbing, there's ghosting, there's gasping. It's just so many now, What's bread crumbing? <laughs> bread crumbing is when someone like leaves like um, things that kind of the Hansel and Gretel is where it comes from. So somebody's okay. leaving things like they want a relationship. So they're kind of throwing things out there, but they really don't want a relationship. They just want to keep that person around. So they like leave these breadcrumbs um, like, oh, let's hang out. Like, let's do things together. But we're not a like we're not officially in a relationship, but they kind of keep that person engage with them although they they seriously and truly don't want a relationship so they like leave breadcrumbs for them to kind of you know always find their way back to them essentially <laughs> that's what it's about and gatsbying of course is from great gatsby so the person is like having fun and doing a lot of things on um, ig or on facebook to make their life glamorous but you know of course like with gatsby he was you know lonely 
really lonely um, on the inside, but he had this persona that he was pretending like he was so connected to people when in actuality, he was very detached and disconnected. Um, and so, yeah, so those are just, uh, and, and they come up with new ones every day. So <laughs> Okay. So I was reading this article, probably psychology today, kind of look at that a whole lot. And I got this question, are millennials dating less having sex less and marrying later. So mm-hmm. yeah. What are all they doing? That. All of yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's all true. All the above. So D, all the above. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, and again, a part of that is um, I think societal um, norms now for them. They are going to school. They have more debt. And so they're waiting longer to get married, to start a family, um, all the above. They may be more focused on their careers and they don't necessarily see the goals that um, their parents or grandparents had as like, you know, being successful. So finding a partner, um, having children, they may not be on that same path. And even if they are, they're willing to forego that to a time when they feel more established. Uh, now undergraduates, it's minimum five years to complete an undergraduate degree. And then you get out and you may be in thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. So how do you start, you know, really a family, you know, 30 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, parents and grandparents, they weren't faced and saddled with those same types of uh, statistics. And then finding a job, most millennials are still living at home, really. Um, that if is you, true. Yeah, if you start to look at the numbers, they're staying home a lot longer um, than their parents and grandparents. And so some call that failure to lunch, but others, they're really trying to get out of debt. They're trying to figure out, um, you know, what they want in their lives. So I think a lot of those statistics are true, but looking at that through the lens of uh, today's society and what is going on in today's society, and that you can also be single and live alone and financially you know, women and men can have upward mobility in a single way, as opposed to maybe 40, 50, 60 years, like that wasn't a case, like it took two incomes. So I think a lot of that has to do with some of the changes. But ultimately, I sense that millennials want to create their own kind of lane, their own path, they they march to the beat of their own drum. And I can appreciate that about them. Uh, but a lot of times is, okay, where are you marching though? <laughs> where are you going? So I want to help them have some direction with that. So they don't feel like I'm just, you know, here or I'm saying things because it sounds good. Like, oh, I don't need a relationship. It doesn't matter. But, you know, we, we all need relationships. We need them. Um, it, it's our inner core, but we need to have healthy relationships. So that's what I embrace is healthy relationships. Absolutely. So when you said that, it made me think of another question. Are millennials actually more detached from dating? I think they're detached from defining it. I don't necessarily think they're detached from dating um, in general, but from defining it out of fear of rejection, out of fear of uh, loneliness, out of the fear of not wanting the relationship that they've seen, observed, or, you know, wanting something that's really real to them. Um, I think they're not willing to settle often. And that's in every area of their lives. So careers, relationships, um, because relationships vary in our spectrum of how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to others, and even the work that we do, the career that we choose. So you'll see millennials have, you know, on average, eight to 10, um, you know, jobs throughout 
their life before they settle into a career. And I can attest to that being millennial-ish. I've had like 20 jobs. And for a lot of people, they just kept saying like, when are you going to, you know, settle down (laughs) with a job? Like figure it out. And I'm like, oh, well, I like this, but if this particular job no longer fits my need, I'm willing to move on to the next job. Like I'm not tied down to this job forever. But our parents, they likely work one or two jobs their whole entire life. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a therapist for 11 years, but I probably had over a dozen jobs within that time, if not more. <laughs> but the best okay. one I like is working for myself. So <laughs> that's one I'm sold on. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So what are some tips for millennials out here in the dating world? What, what advice would you give them, Marquita? So first, I would say define what you want and what you need out of relationships. So be really clear about your needs and your wants. But then the second point is uh, open your mouth and say that. (laughs) So closed mouths don't get fed. So if you don't open your mouth and tell someone what it is that you need and want out of a relationship, you cannot expect for them to read your mind. Um, So I find that for millennials, a lot of times the communication has been a barrier because again, they haven't had those social interactions where they've been awkward and uncomfortable and had to work through it. Like they may have been able to opt out of it for a lot of times, like just opt out of it totally. But then that can backfire on them because eventually you have to communicate face-to-face in some manner, whether that's for work, um, a relationship eventually. So you have to work through those steps. Um, Thirdly, I would say, treat it like a process. So don't rush the process. Um, Back in the days, throwbacks, when we had Polaroids, so I'm showing, you know, that I'm millennial-ish, that you had to wait to have those Polaroids develop. Uh, You know, you had to wait and you had to blow, you know, blow on them and and flick them for them to um, show you the picture. Well, millennials are in this instant society, like instant gratification. And so sometimes not trusting the process and wanting to move things along faster or quicker can be a detriment to you because you can skip out on some steps. You can miss some experiences and missteps. So enjoy the relationship when you're in the single phase, the dating phase, the even it's complicated phase as you move along, like enjoy each step and each process for what it brings. And then that brings me to my last one is to have fun with it. So um, what I found that in relationships, just in general, overall, people are approaching it just like it's a doom and gloom, like, oh, it's so stressful. Oh, it's so complicated. Oh, oh, oh. But they forget about the exciting parts of it and really embracing that and having fun with dating. And I say have fun with dating. Like if you're going to do it, have fun with it um, because that matters. And then my fifth one. So this is the most important one. (laughs) (laughs) I had to add the number five. Know yourself and have a good relationship with yourself first. That's the most important one. And I saved it for last. Because if you don't know yourself, it's going to be hard to introduce yourself to other people in a genuine, authentic way. You'll constantly be changing your wants and needs, going back to number one, for whomever you're with. So do your own work and do your work for yourself uh, to have the relationship of your reality because that's the longest relationship you'll have. And so you want to ensure that that relationship is healthy and that relationship is number one. So once you do that work, all of those other steps will just 
you know, come to life. Like it'll be boom, boom, boom. It'll make it so easy. So yeah, definitely work on yourself. Absolutely. I believe that people definitely should work on themselves. Um, Millennials, the Gen Z, uh, my generation. Everybody. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) millennial-ish. Everybody get out there and work on yourself and and understand what your likes are, your dislikes, and and understand what your core values are. Because a lot of times I feel like um, when I'm talking to millennials and I bring up the term values or boundaries they go mm. whoa yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about and then that's a whole another layer of discussion about understanding who you are as an individual Absolutely. i really like your tips i really like your tips marquita thank you so much Connie. you're welcome and so marquita has these affirmation cards there's some daily yes. affirmation cards for millennials so tell us a little bit about that yeah and i know for your audience they won't be able to see them but you can see them <laughs> So I have like uh, relationship cards and then these are the affirmations and then the relationship cards. So I um, created these out of a lot of work that I've been doing over these last 11 years with individuals and couples and really just finding that they often don't have resources. And I'm a real like tangible person. So even in my therapy, I like to leave my clients with something like they can do because that's the type of person I am. Like wherever I go, I want, I'm like, okay, now what do I do with this information? So um, in the spirit of having something to do, I created these relationship affirmation cards. One is to affirm your relationship. So if you're single, if you're dating, or if you were already couple, you can reaffirm your relationship. Often our mindset can really shift Um, in relationships due to whatever stage we might be in. And anyone has been in any type of relationship for a significant period of time, you know, it has its ups, downs and all around. So when you're finding that you're on that downward slope, it's easy to get in this uh, negative mindset, kind of thinking, thinking um, is what we call it. And you may need to affirm yourself to say, you know, this is the relationship that I want to work on. Um, This relationship is hard work, but it's hard work, you know. And so I created a lot of these affirmations to get individuals engaged in positively um, speaking over their relationship, over their dating life. Because often we say what we don't want, but we forget to say what we do want. And so we focus on, I don't want anybody to have it. I don't want anybody to have it. Don't do it. (laughs) But it's like, what is it that you do want? Like, try to focus on that because I'm likely to gravitate and attract those things. But if I'm focusing on what I don't have, guess what? My mindset continues to focus on those don't have. So um, those were created to help equip individuals. So there's a 56 card deck of affirmations. And I even have a little bonus exercise at the end that you can do by yourself. Or once you get in that relationship of your reality, you can do it with your uh, significant other. And then I have the relationship, the dating and relating conversation cards. So these help you engage in conversations um, in a healthy way, but not in a interrogative way, you know, to interrogate somebody and feel that pressure like you're playing 21 questions, but in a light way, in a fun way. So you can play it in any way you can. You can pick a few cards, have a card a week to talk with your significant other about, but it creates a lot of thought provoking uh, conversations. I've already gotten feedback where people are like, I got to think about that question. So that's what I want you to do. I don't want it to be like, what's your favorite color? Or what's your favorite movie? Like, uh, <laughs> that's like small talk. Like, 
I wanted to get deeper. So a lot of my questions ask you, like, what is the total package? Like, do you believe you're the total package? Um, Mm -hmm. What's having the relationship of your reality looks like? You know, if you could see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, like, what would that experience be like? And so I really want individuals to think about it and really engage in some uh, deep, provoking thought and to have fun with it. Okay. Now, Marquita, how can people follow you um, and how can they get your cards? Absolutely. Um, And Connie, I want to thank you again for having me because I've had so much fun today talking about a topic I absolutely love. Um, And individuals can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Dating Coach. Um, You can follow me on my website, MillennialDatingCoach.com or MillennialC3.com. And you can order my cards directly off of my website. They are there. And we're having a sale for February. So no shipping. Um, and so no shipping costs. So that's always a good thing to not pay shipping. <laughs> so. All right. Listen up, millennials. Marquita, the millennial date coach has some wonderful advice for you. And I encourage you to look at her affirmation and relationship cards. And once again, thank you so much for being part of our show today. Well, thank you again for having me. I look forward to coming back again. Awesome. (laughs) The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find Connie Akins on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Aiken's website at www.empoweringserenity.net. And follow Connie on Instagram at Connie Aiken's LPC. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.